Hello. Hi. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of SG Explained. Yes. Uh, yeah, we have a very delicious one today, actually. Um, and I, I think a big reason for that is because we have been doing a lot of political conversations, uh, oh, yeah. a lot of pretty heavy stuff. Uh, and I realized that Singapore does have its lighthearted moments. Uh, and I thought, why not do something that's slightly more fun mm-hmm. uh, today, something short and sweet. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to be eating laksa oh, okay. uh, live. Sorry, let me take out the bag. Live in front of everyone. Um, if you are listening in on the podcast, all you're going to be hearing are slurps. Uh, but, you know, that's going to be making wow. you hungry anyway. Wow. Um, you know what? So, just for this show, I actually had laksa before this as well. Right. Yeah. Because uh, Robic told me to eat laksa before uh, uh, tonight's uh, talk. We kind of get it. So that we get can in get the into the mood of uh, eating laksa. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that added effect. Mm-hmm. That's uh, amazing. It's so good. Yes. Today, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about laksa. I mean, the thing about Singaporean culture, sorry, I'm still eating, wow. The <laughs> um, thing about Singaporean culture is that food is such a big part of it. Yes. Right? And rather than just do an episode about food in general, and Singaporean food in general, I thought, you know, we could probably milk this a bit and do like multiple episodes on every dish, because mm-hmm. every dish is going to be so unique. Um, and that's the whole reason why we're doing this podcast, is just to have a fun way of like, you know, diving deep into every different part of Singapore. Exactly. Um, yeah, some people are starting to wonder about our caption, the Laksa is Persian. Um, we actually found something out during our research that we thought would be interesting to share. Um, do you have anything else to say before we dive in? I'm not, sure, I'm not sure whether Charlene is asking uh, where Laksa came from, but he was asked, she was probably asking where did your Laksa come oh, from? Oh, my Laksa came from. Well, <laughs> this was just from downstairs. Uh, yeah, this uh, is... Uh... I have a personal favorite Laksa place, and you do too. We'll, we'll probably share that later. Yeah. Uh, but but not... This is pretty this is good. From, this is from Topayo. Yeah, this is pretty good. This is <laughs> Topayo to- Laksa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, should we dive in? Yeah, let's, let's do that, man. Uh, all right. Let's start with let's start with what exactly laksa, the word, uh, the etymology of it is. Uh, essentially, there are different schools of uh, there are two uh, schools of thought. Uh, the first is that the word laksa may have actually come from Sanskrit, oh, or wow. Persian, right? Which is okay. interesting. Um, because I would have thought it would have been like a Malay word uh-huh. or like. At most, maybe even uh, some kind of anglicization of like a Chinese word. Right, or right, right, like right. Uh, but it is, yeah, it is Sanskrit or Persian, which are actually ancient languages. These mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. South Asian or Middle Eastern languages. Mm-hmm. So in Sanskrit, uh, there is a word called Laksha, L-A-K-S-H-A, right. which means many. Uh, and so the research was basically saying that... Lots of ingredients yeah. that go into the bowl of Laksha. right. Uh, which is true, right? There is the soup itself is so rich. There's a lot that, that's right, in there, right. but then there, there's like fish cakes and like. Uh, what do well, you at least the modern day version is is like right, that, right? Right. Yeah, and uh, uh, sometimes I don't even know what I'm eating in the laksa. Right. Well, sometimes <laughs> you like just kind of want to just enjoy it as like a as a whole, as a whole concept. You're not mm-hmm. really trying to dissect it too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there is a there is the Persian word as well. Okay. So the Oxford Companion to Food states that laksa 
uh, in Persian, laksha, same same origin word, uh, could be noodle uh, or slippery. Mm. Oh, slippery noodles? Right. Uh, which it is true. Like I've been struggling to eat these noodles without slurping them away. Um, so... So you have uh, you have Sanskrit that says many ingredients, right? And you have Persian that says slippery noodles. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Okay. Both are both are pretty spot on. Up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's describe what is a laksa. Okay. Um, and then uh, there, there's actually two different kinds of laksa. Okay. Tell me more. Or rather, three three different kinds. In oh fact. wow. Um, but the first kind is the one that we are familiar with in Singapore. And the one that I personally actually like more, it's it's a curry laksa. Uh, and it, okay. most of the time, the curry is like a spicy coconut milk-based uh, curry. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It, there could be other styles of curry. There in, in parts of Indonesia, for example, they have uh, variations on the actual curry. Um, but that's, that's one. And the other is basically a tamarind-based curry. Uh, Assam style laksa. Right, right. So that's the one that people normally go to Penang for uh, to have like that, that sour twang mm, mm, to their mm. laksa. Um, and within Singapore, curry laksa, the one that we all know is basically uh, katong laksa. Right. Uh, it's coconut milk. Right. Coconut milk based laksa, right? Right. So you're seeing that tree. So it's Singapore, it's coconut milk laksa. Then there's the tamarind version of laksa that's right. from Penang. Right. right. Uh, and then the third one is actually a mix of both. Okay. So there are p- some parts in Southeast Asia where they mix the curry and the tamarind. Mm. Uh, and, and those are the three different kinds. So there's oh, curry, okay. there's a curry. There's curry version. There's a tamarind version. Tamarind version. And then the third is basically a mix of the two. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So... Uh, Which one do you prefer? I just said the curry. Uh, oh, the curry version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did say the that. The katong yeah. laksa. All right. Uh, and actually, the Katang Laksa is very much tied to a very important part of our history, the Peranakan history. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, do you know, I mean, how much do you know about the Peranakan culture? We, we actually should do a whole episode about this, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, how much do you know about Peranakan culture, Willie? Well, um, I think it's like um, ethnic Chinese right. from mainland living in, uh, living in uh, I think, the Malayan Peninsula. Right. And then integrating into the Malay culture and then therefore giving birth to the whole Peranakan culture, right? Right. Slightly more broadly, it's uh, integrating into the Straits culture. That's right. Uh, mm. And so there are actually Peranakan Indians. This is a whole mm. like untold story uh, that they did an exhibit about oh, actually okay. quite Peranakan recently. Indians. Yeah. Um, but Katong Laksa is inspired by the Peranakans mm. who basically, you know, uh, the Chinese are very much about soup noodles, Mm-mm. right? So they love the soup noodles. They love uh, that dish. And the Straits area is all about the spices, right? Mm-hmm. The Malay spices mm-hmm. and everything. So what they did was that they combined those two things um, to create the iconic dish, which is laksa. Wait, it uh, says that uh, the Katong laksa is inspired by Peranakans who live in the Katong area. Exactly. Right. And so, that's, how we, that's how we get that whole Katong laksa right. yeah, in Singapore. Right? right, right. So, I mean, laksa in general is a combination of the soup noodle and the spice. Okay. Those two iconic uh, forces of, of culinary forces. Yeah. Uh, I think the Katong one, you're right, is specifically about the Peranakans who live in the Katong area. Okay. Uh, it, is, it is iconic from there. And in fact, almost every laksa shop that wants to brand itself will call themselves a Katong laksa. 
place, right? Like three to eight Katong Laksa. Yeah, yeah, that's right, like that. that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the, the sign for where the shop is, is it? I'm, I'm not sure. I can't even know. I don't even know why. It's, it's, now it's just a brand name, right? Mm -hmm. It's like if you go to some hawk, uh, some food courts, like those like food um, or, you know, those big brand names like Kofu right. and all this kind of right. stuff. If they want to brand their yeah, Laksa, they'll say, oh, we are Katong Laksa. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, yeah. The reason for that, uh, the Katong Laksa is quite unique. It has a spicy soup stock. Mm. Uh, the color of a flaming sunset, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, you could definitely see for those who are watching the camera that is a Katong Laksa. Uh, well, you can see it. <laughs> uh, flavored with coconut milk and dry shrimp and top of ingredients like cockles, prawns, and fish cakes. Okay. Um, yeah, and the defining characteristic is the noodle, which is thick vermicelli cut into shorter pieces mm. that can be slurped up with a spoon. Um, of course, if you want to see exactly how it is, of course, just Google the laksa. Right. You probably, if you're not from around here, then you can see how exactly it looks like. If you are listening on a podcast, just Google it yeah. uh, and be able to see the picture, mm. or you could come and watch this episode live. Mm. <laughs> um, right. Um, so as, yes. we, as we mentioned, the Katong Laksa specifically, that Singaporeans love, uh, has not just, it's not just one stall. It is okay. a franchise. It is a brand. And a lot of places are basically replicating this flavor. Uh, and, and, you know, that is, it's just part of, of the Singapore Laksa story, I sure. guess. Um, yeah. So why don't we go down into, I mean, we, we know how laksa looks like, right. you know, slightly about the meaning of laksa and what it contains. And of course, uh, who in Singapore, who exact, exactly are the, um, the people who, who cook laksa right. or created the, the katong laksa, right? Maybe why, why don't we go into the origins of how this entire laksa came to be? Sure, take us yeah, there, Willie. All right. So <laughs> the origin, so let me just read this, right? So there are various theories about the origins of laksa. In Indonesia, the dish is believed to have been born from the Chinese coastal settlements and the mixing of cultures between Chinese merchants and the local cooking practices. And historians believe laksa is a dish that was born from actual intermarriage in uh, early coastal uh, Pasinan, Chinese settlement in maritime Southeast Asia. It was only Chinese men that ventured abroad out from China to trade. Uh, when selling down a new town, these Chinese traders and sailors set out to find local wives, and these women became incorporating local spices and coconut milk into Chinese noodle soup served to their husbands. So it's it's not like a Chinese thing, and then mixed with the local, I suppose, local Indonesians or uh, rakyat, right? Right. Yeah, and individual members. Then it's it's like a fusing of things, and it's quite. I mean, it's quite interesting why it's actually Persian and Sanskrit as right. I'm reading. It's just really curious because it seems to be local uh, indigenous people of Indonesia and also Chinese people as well. Right. right. Yeah. I, I am not even sure why the name has those <laughs> origin. Yeah. But let's continue. What, well, how would you say slippery noodle in, in Chinese? Hua. Hua. Yeah, totally nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that would not be a very attractive Yeah, name. <laughs> that's right. Okay, this creates the hybrid Chinese local Malay or Javanese culture called Peranakan culture. Oh, we're talking about Peranakan culture. Right. Uh, as Peranakan Chinese communities have blended their ancestors' culture with local culture, Peranakan communities in different places now demonstrate diversity according to the local flavor. That's why we have three different kinds of laksa, I suppose. Right. right? Yeah. In Malaysia, we were talking about Malaysia, uh, Indonesia earlier. So in Malaysia, the dish is believed to have been introduced by Chinese immigrants in Malacca. In Singapore, the dish or its local katong version is believed to have been created after interaction between the Peranakans and the local Singaporeans. Right. 
because laksa has different varieties across the regions, it's difficult to pinpoint the exact origin of the dish. Right. Nonetheless, numbers of laksa recipes have been developed along the trade channels of Southeast Asia, where the ports are Penang, Medan, Malacca, Singapore, Palembang, and Batavia, now Jakarta, are the major stops along the historical spice route. Right. Uh, the intensive trade links among these port cities enables exchanges for ideas to take place, including sharing recipes. Which is actually yeah. very cool. Laksa being a dish that is uh, tied to the maritime trade, mm. right? So I feel like certain dishes uh, are pretty much just like local, local, like, you know, the chicken rice doesn't really... Well, yeah, chicken rice does have variations across mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the same parts. I guess all of them do. Right. Um, and, and it's interesting to see how laksa kind of evolves along the trade route, depending mm. on where you go. Right. Um, so there are, like I said, there are basically three different kinds. Um, and and Curry-based? Yeah, curry-based, asam-based, and then the third is basically some form of fusion. Right. Um, so... Uh, Let's let's kind of let's do the curry and assam uh, differentiation. Do you like the assam one? I actually don't, uh, uh, and I I think that's a personal thing. I I totally get people who love the assam version. Do you? Uh, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I guess we're in the same boat. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really a sour guy in general. Yeah. So same. when people like sour stuff, I kind of uh, stay off a bit. Uh, but you know, I, I tried liking. I mean, I went to Penang and I just tried the assam laksa, and I was like. No. <laughs> right, right. Maybe, maybe because I'm in Singapore so long, and then I just keep my my identity of laksa is the katong laksa. Exactly. And then if I go to Penang and try to try this Assam laksa, it's just it's not agreeable. Well, like think about the bakute, right? The two different kinds of bakute. While they are different, they are not not crazy different. Right. Right. Whereas the laksa, I feel like it is crazy different. <laughs> right. It's like two different and we let's let's dive into it like what is the difference between the two kinds sure sure so for the curry laksa mm-hmm. uh coconut milk is definitely there okay uh and for asam laksa there's no coconut no milk. Coconut, coconut milk okay. um the soup is curry like for the curry laksa makes sense <laughs> okay uh, and for asam laksa it's basically a fish based soup uh and they add tamarind to make it a bit sour i see um in terms of ingredients um you know Curry laksa, for example, has uh, bean sprouts. It has bean curd puff, uh, which is, mm. what, what do you call it? Tau pok? Tau pok, that's uh, right. There is um, hard-boiled egg. There's fish cakes. Whereas for asam laksa, on the other hand, the ingredients are vastly different. So you have pineapple, shredded cucumber, mm. raw onions. Uh, there's no bean curd. There's no tau pok. There's no egg. Right. Uh, and sometimes they may even use actual fish, uh, kumbung which is, I guess, a, a kind of small fish. Right, right. Uh, so you can see how they're, they're quite different. Uh, and and you have, you know, in Indonesia, for example, certain kinds, uh, or rather around the region, there are certain kinds of curry laksas, like laksa lemak, katong laksa, nyonya laksa, johor laksa. Uh, wow. And for asam laksa, you have, you know, the main asam laksa, and then maybe penang laksa, which is uh, also a bit of a localized version of, of laksa. Sounds like different territories. I wonder if they're like territorial wars regarding laksa as well. I mean, in Singapore, there are, right? Uh, mm. Actually, that's the next section of this uh, about turf wars. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'll tell you which is my favorite laksa. Okay. My favorite laksa is the one in Queensway. Okay. Uh, the curry oh. is just mind-blowingly good. Uh, and, you know, they, you can either have uh, 
laksa or you can have your curry chicken, which are both amazing. Uh, mm. And I, we were just talking about this, how they are, they are going up on block mm-hmm. uh, pretty soon. So, you know, my main concern is I don't want to lose that laksa shop. Um, <laughs> They're going to move somewhere, I suppose. Yeah. Right. We just need to follow where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yes, you buy your shoes in Queen, Queensway. Right. And then later on, you sit down for a laksa. Right. Oh, you Kinda have like the that, laksa right? first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Either way, whether, <laughs> right. you, whether, whether you expend your energy and need to refill or you need more energy, then get onto the shopping. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's almost like a journey in itself. Like People do that. They're like, okay, I'm going to go shoe shopping today and I'm going to plan my laksa and mm. I'm going to, you know, it's, it's a whole day half day kind of trip all right um but the 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 main area is katong so uh and katong is actually as we were talking about it's also currently one of the uh, the 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 main spots in singapore where you want to go to like like find peranakan culture okay um so basically many are confused about the authenticity uh of of some of these songs because every song now like i said says oh well katong laksa uh, which one is actually the original? And the original, uh, the first person who 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 uh, apparently created Katang Laksa mm-hmm. is uh, is is supposedly the Queensway Laksa person. Oh, really? So, okay. So there, it, it's it's called the Jungut version, and mm-hmm. it's named after the hawker who sprouts a few hairs from a mole below his chin. Okay. And that apparently means jungle or beard uh, in Malay. And that is now helmed by his family and operates from Queensway Shopping Centre. So that that was supposedly oh, okay. uh, like one of the, the main uh, claims to, to, to the original laksa. Uh, oh, I see. And he's not even in Katong. Right. right? Uh, but but the, he doesn't he does he he doesn't brand his or at least shop doesn't brand itself as Katong Laksa, isn't it? Or I'm not it, too sure actually. Right. I, I in my mind it's it's Queensway Laksa. Wow. Okay. Uh, so the Queensway Laksa is the original Laksa. That's a it's a claim. It's the strongest claim according to some of the people out there. Okay. Yeah. I see. And I see. I suppose this will this will of course spark some. Uh, whether this is accurate or controversy, we'll never know. I suppose. Well, it's a very it's a very big part of Singaporean culture to like want to claim heritage mm. and want to claim to be the original. Mm. Uh, I think you have original and then you have the best. Okay. Right? You could be the same. You could be the original and the best. Uh, but you don't have to be the original to be the best. Sure. Right. Fair. Uh, I've had some pretty great laksa, uh, in in in. You know, like in a nice hotel on during the buffets. I've had really bad laksa during buffets, uh, mm. but I've also had really great laksa during buffets. I'd be like, whoa, like mm. this is comparable, if not better than right, uh, right. like the street food laksa. But, right. you know, that's again, it goes back to the quality of the ingredients, of course, the techniques and all this kind of stuff. Right. Um, and sometimes it also boils down to what kind of what kind of palate you have, right? Right. What kind of preference you have for kind of these these kind of foods as well. Right. I mean, you can make it spicy. You mm. can make it less. You if you don't want the lemak. That's just like the assam as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes me wonder who made the first assam laksa. Well, <laughs> you know, that's Penang explained. Yeah, guess. that's Penang explained. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, along Katong, there are a number of other reputable stalls that also have claim, uh, but. You know, the difference is that a normal laksa requires chopsticks to scoop up the uncut noodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's the difference between, you know, some of 
I guess especially with the Junkrat version mm-hmm. and and these versions with Katong. So, uh, you know, it's 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 so interesting because I feel like the laksa dish is is a dish that you can't really get outside of Southeast Asia. Okay. Right? I've been to some places in like when I when I lived in the U.S. when I lived in 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 um, in London for a bit, there would be Singaporean stalls, right, serving okay. like Singaporean food, and then I would normally take like some of my 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 American friends or even like just non-Singaporean friends right. who happen to be studying with me. Mm. We'd go in and uh, there'd be the menu, and you could see, you know, you. I would have the stuff I'm craving, craving about, but I also know I need to whet the appetites of my friends. I need them to know uh, in first bite, like Singaporean food is a whole league by itself. Okay. Right. And you kind of have to pull out the stuff. So you, you know, you can start with the Prata. Prata is always an easy one where people are like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Laksa is hands down a dish that always fascinates people. Okay. Because they've just never had a heavy soup dish, right? They're mm-hmm. used to like soup noodles, like pho. It's a very common ramen, mm-hmm. uh, but but I, this is like heavier than ramen, right? Right, right. So, milky, all milky. That's right. right. So so when they have this, they're just like, "What is this?" And mm-hmm. and that totally whets your appetite, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and that's how powerful of a dish laksa is. Right, right, right. I mean, in my in my overseas experience, when I was younger, I mean that was many years ago. Right. The only kind of Singaporean food you're getting was something called Singaporean noodles. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, never so specific like laksa. It goes to show how how big uh, Singaporean food has become on yeah. the world stage. And in fact, um, I remember when I went when I went uh, to the US for the first time. This was four years ago. Uh, you could actually bring laksa, like instant laksa noodles, mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the brands were, but there was one that was just you know the the standard like Singaporean ingredient boxes. Right. Uh, and then there was also instant noodles where you could just you know, instant noodle salad. You pour the sauce, uh, pour the, the the powder into the into the hot water. And yeah, I think it. I tried one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, now laksa is exported. It's like that's how big it is. Mm-hmm. And you you don't have like instant chakritiao, right? <laughs> there's there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have instant bakute. Uh, there that, is that exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but laksa, that is how big of a dish it is. Right. 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 Um, Gaining yeah. gaining popularity among uh, uh, overseas counterparts as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, it has it has a, a a health definitely has a health branding issue, right? Because it is highly caloric. Mm. Uh, a lot. I mean, coconut milk uh, in excess is going to be bad for you any day. Of course. Uh, so me eating this right now is already a very sinful uh, thing. I, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, I did my hit session in the morning, um, but. Yeah, I this is like a once in a month kind of dish at right. at, at like at most. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's good. That's good. Maybe let's since we're on the topic of turf war. Right. There's I think there's an even larger turf war going on when it got, comes to laksa. Right. Yeah, and actually generally any food in Southeast Asia, maybe you want to tell what that is. Uh, you could tell it. Oh you? yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I think recently we had a lot of claims of the origin of food, right? Right. I mean, now, of course, if we say that Katong, or rather uh, Queensway laksa is the origin, I think that some people even claim that uh, it is it belongs to certain countries. Oh. Would you say? Well, yeah. we just talked about it going along the trade route. So, yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, this is a report in 2009. As part of a national food branding exercise, Malaysian Minister of Tourism, Ng Yen Yen, attempted to claim ownership for regional dishes such as laksa, Hainanese chicken rice, and bakute, claiming that others have hijacked their dish. This led to discontent with its regional neighbors. Singapore Ng, being one. Yeah, okay, <laughs> of course, yeah. Ng later clarified that she was misquoted on her intention to patent the food and that the study on the origin of the food will be conducted and apology conveyed if it was wrongly claimed. Well, to date, the results of the studies have not been made public. Oh, <laughs> so either the study was never done or they may have realized that they don't actually own it. <laughs> well, like you said, there are three kinds of um, uh, laksa, right? right. The Malaysian Penang Asam Laksa, right. Singapore Katong Laksa, right. and the Sarawak or somewhat like a mixture of both of them, right? right? right. Like a curry laksa. Right. Yeah. So I, I suppose already they're so diversely different slumping them up together as laksa in general may not do it quite just it just uh, it's happened. the same with the chicken rice yeah. right you have it's an iconic malacca chicken rice with right. the chicken rice balls uh bakute we just talked about like yeah. the herbal bakute and the, and the, the more peppery version of yeah, bakute yeah. yes uh and yeah so like to own it yeah absolutely it's gonna be very difficult um and the key thing is to just appreciate that we have so much diversity in that food. I mm-hmm. feel like that's, that's a big part of, of food culture in general. It's like the arguing about original, like who was the original, gives you a certain level of pride, but beyond that, like what are you trying to earn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's really about owning the, the craft and being the best person and making a dish. And that helps everyone, right? As a, as a restaurateur or as a hawker, you you... You know, you get to improve your your feel, mm-hmm. and as customers, we just get to enjoy good food. Mm-hmm, <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the whole goal, <laughs> right? I think food has become synonymous with national pride as well, don't you think so? Right, yeah, especially okay. in a in a region where where it is tied so much to why we why people would come here. Yeah, exactly. So I suppose it is also quite understandable why people would then identify their own cultures and their own identity around the food that they that they grew up with. Right, and so laying claim. To that, it's like trying to prevent some form of um, piracy or you say uh, uh, to their cultures. Sure, yeah. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. I am the original, you know, I'm not like a, a run of the mill uh, kind of. Uh... You are never run of the mill. Really. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I think in general, once you have a good dish mm-hmm. and you, you get the recipe right, like everything beyond that is just the difference between good and greatness Mm-mm. and good is not too bad sometimes <laughs> of course um i i did find something uh, an interesting poem actually uh that was written in 1931 wow that's by a, long time ago a right poet now. called yeah by a poet called Xiao mm. uh and this poet basically in one of the uh, uh, this is one paragraph one stanza mm. in the poem maybe just uh, just just it's Xiao Poling. Sorry, I'm being Chinese. How did I pronounce it? Xiao Poling. Oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, and yeah, and, and basically in this paragraph, they, 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 let's let's just read it. Okay, sure. Um, why don't you why don't you go ahead? Okay, sure. Yeah. Do I have the more poetic voice? No, you can. Okay, you, you, <laughs> I can take another four lines if you want to. Okay, sure. I'll do the first half. By four o'clock each morning, when you are all abed, the laksa I'm preparing people may be fed. I grind some rice to powder and knead it to a dough, then press it through a sieve 
to a boiling pot below. The stringing mass of flour, which hardens as, as it boils, is made up into lumps of tiny snow white coils, then served with tasty gravy and a pinch of fragrant spice. My laksa finds more favor than the or, or ordinary rice. That's okay, that's pretty cool. That's a great way to describe yeah. laksa. All right. There's so much that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I, I guess that's the other thing that we we don't talk about, right? That that there is so much that goes into this dish. Uh, we've talked about the history and and the ingredients and what makes and like some of the the regionalization of it. But this is a difficult dish to make, mm-hmm. right? The, the crafting of the of the curry and the soup like that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. The noodles themselves, the choice of ingredients, um, and the cooking, right? I mean, making right. sure that. That there's good balance, that, that nothing overpowers each other. But you know what? I, I also think that there's a lot of mystery with this with this uh, dish as well. Don't sure. you think so? I mean, we visited that the dish or the word laksa could come from a Persian or Sanskrit, the a description of many ingredients and right. savory noodles. And then the next moment we know, uh, we see it as the Chinese as well as the local uh, uh, local indigenous people mixing together and forming this dish. Right. And three different kinds of dish that's totally made totally different, or maybe rather two distinctly different, and the third one's like combination, right? Right. Uh, and I, I, I think that they're all called laksa. Right. I, I think, I suppose it's, it's really a mystery to really, I don't know, how about a phantom, where did this dish come from? And how did how they really create itself from Persian, <laughs> Sanskrit, right? That's like all the way maybe in like uh, India and all the way up to right. the Middle East. And then now we are saying that in this part of the world, Javanese, mixture of Chinese right. and Indonesian, how does this all come to play? I suppose it will be forever a mystery right. to us. Yeah, and yeah. But you know what? We are just enjoying the mystery today. Yeah, I think some, things, some mysteries don't have to be solved. That's true. Uh, and on that note, uh, that's the end of this short and sweet episode. If you do happen to know the the story behind Laksa's name and how you know how to how to unveil this mystery. Right. Uh do messages, you know, maybe surprise us a bit. Uh and 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 share what you do know. Uh otherwise, you know, rate the podcast so that other people can listen, share, uh, so that you know anyone who you think would enjoy learning about Laksa. Yeah. Uh I'm so sure- if you know the history, please leave a comment below and then of course um so everybody gets the benefit from this information as well. Right. If not, I suppose it will remain a mystery for all yeah. the years to come. Absolutely. All right. Uh till our next episode. Sure. Maybe a next dish as well. Uh yeah, why not? We we'll have some of these around. I I I do want to do one on chicken rice. I think that that controversy will be quite interesting. Well, I think I know an expert in that area. Oh, yeah. Well, let's bring, bring them around. around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we will get an authentic Hainanese to describe Hainanese chicken rice. Oh, even better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or we could even ask the person who owns Tian Tian Chicken Rice. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> Nothing <laughs> that specific, but that yeah. would be interesting. Okay. Uh, okay. Cool. All right. Thank well, you for watching this today's episode of uh, As You Explain. And uh, we'll see you around. All right. Good night. Ciao.